1: Hi, movie fans. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place to you. And we decided to celebrate Mother's Day a couple of days early this year by revisiting interviews with Cloris Leechman and her son, who appeared on our show together a few years ago, right after Cloris's terrific autobiography called Cloris was released. Cloris and George are a dynamic mother-son team, and I think you'll enjoy hearing that interview again, or for the first time, if that's the case. As you will soon hear, the um, the interview became a comedy ambush, Chloris brought along her own sound effects, as well as her son, to join in the fun. Now, this tape lasts for almost 30 minutes, and after it's completed, I'll be back on live to report on Chloris's new projects. So now, ladies and gentlemen, here are Nikki Starr, Jazz Shaw, and yours truly, having a great but crazy time with the one and only Cloris Leachman. Of course, Cloris needs no introduction, for we've all been wowed by her in movies, on TV, or in live theater productions. So it's my great pleasure to bring her on now and to also bring on her wonderful son, George England, who is his mother's manager. So welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Cloris. Well, I'm a number one addict. <laughs> I thought you would be. I thought that you would you would fit right in and and welcome to you, George.
2: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: Well, we're so glad that you could be uh with us today and uh my co host Jazz Shaw and producer Nikki Starr are also here to help with the show. So so let's see if uh Nikki can tell us if all things are Go in the chat room, Nikki. Uh, all systems yes, go there. Yes,
2: ma'am. All systems are going. The
0: chat room—it's filling up. Everybody is so excited to have Cloris here. I am a little starstruck. I just want to say <laughs> you welcome, and I can't wait for the show. And I hope you have a great time.
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you, Nikki. We're all starstruck today. I—I I ordinarily do not get this nervous, but, but I You're am not so nervous. Sorry. Oh, for heaven's sake! That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes,
0: I, you're yes, just so great.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. We we are not worthy. We are not worthy. But anyway, and Jazz, I know you want to welcome Cloris, and I think you're eager to get our discussion started, right?
3: Oh, absolutely, because I know we don't have this forever, and I was hoping I wasn't going to have to talk, because I'm sure I'll stumble all over myself with this. But uh, why don't we kick it off? There there's so many things to, to get to when it comes to the, the, the fabled history of Cloris Leachman. But we did want to talk about your book, uh, we've provided links to it at a few different websites for this uh, in preparation. I was going back and looking over some things, and Howard Cosell, who's may seem this may seem like an odd way to start, uh, wrote a number of things. He said the hardest book he ever wrote was his autobiography because it was so easy to talk about everybody else because you could say anything you wanted. Um, what sort of challenges <laughs> did you run into writing your own biography instead of talking about a character or about someone else? Did you find that more difficult well, or was had, it easier I for you?
4: I've lived a long life, so what to put in the book and what not to put in the book. Uh, There's a lot I wish I had time to put in the book. We were under a pretty big time constraint. Uh, We handed it in, and they said, no, no, it's way too short. We need another third. So, (laughs) (laughs) figure out what the next third was (laughs) going to
1: be included in it.
4: And that I I think
1: I can I can identify with that because I wrote an autobiography too, but it turned out being only about movies, as movie addicts are want to do. I'm I'm just so impressed with the way you did, Cloris, include all aspects of your life. You you talked about your career, your family, your friends, and your what else honest you talk feelings. About? <laughs> right, and your honest feelings about. About everything that's uh, happened to you, but my favorite books—I part of the book was—and I, I have to admit this—were those behind-the-scenes showbiz anecdotes <laughs> that you share with with readers. I I am still chuckling over the the Actors Studio uh, stories about Marlon Brando. <laughs> you know about the chicken and your imitation oh. of a lizard
0: <laughs> would uh-huh. you
1: which one of those was your favorite and, and could you tell our listeners a, a little bit about uh, uh marlon Bradley actress too. well yeah one of the stories right of, the, about the chicken or your imitation of the li- of a lizard no i like the one where <laughs> uh we had to
4: use objects or, or we had to do things without something well, For instance. Uh, uh, one person got up, and um, he was going to show us how you peel a banana without the banana.
1: <clears throat> so right, I remember he, that one too.
4: So he put his right his left hand up, and he started peeling very, 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 very carefully, very carefully down, down, and then. His other, took another little piece on the top and started pulling it down, down, <laughs> down. And he started with the next, and he said, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can smell it. He <sighs> thought the scent was, he was doing such a magnificent job that he could smell it. I was sitting in the second row eating a banana. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is, uh, that's a great, that's, that is a great story. And, and if
1: if I remember correctly, you had some mixed feelings about uh, your uh, experience with the actor's studio. Is that right? No, that
4: isn't true. No, 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 no. I okay. loved it beyond words. You can't imagine how much it meant to me. What a extraordinary part of my life it was, and I credit it almost entirely with making me better than I could have been, and, oh, Anna brought me my most wonderful homemade soup, oh, what is it, potato, celery,
1: leeks, oh, yum, mm, yum, mm, mm. I can smell it, I wonder if my husband's eating soup in the next room, I <laughs> don't
0: I know she's eat. making me
3: hungry.
1: So. Well, if I eat something, would it sound like... <laughs> Chorus, mm. you, you kind of had a reputation of being Peck's bad girl there for a while, didn't you?
4: Well, I think I still do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. I think you do, too. Well, with all the... Oh, my gosh, I was just reading the statistics that you included in your book. 11 Broadway plays, 57 films, and 137 television shows. What a record. I think I've um, done a
4: lot more television shows since that came out.
1: You probably have, that's right. Thank yeah. heavens, because we, we do love, love to see you. And I, I will tell the uh, listeners that uh, our PR person at Blog Talk Radio uh, remembers the Phyllis theme song. And uh, <laughs> but he's got a different he's got a different version and and here's That's one good. of the we'll lines. I like it
4: better. Yeah, here's one he of the lines. it for me
1: first. <laughs> Who lights the hearts of listeners to our radio show? Who, Chloris, Chloris, Chloris. It sure is you. Instead of what was it, Phyllis, Phyllis, Phyllis? Sure, it sure is. isn't. It sure isn't you. But he's. I I think Phil is a, is a big fan, just like. Just like the rest of us, well, with everything that you wrote about in chlorus, what gave you the most satisfaction to uh to get out of your system or to put down on paper? There's that celery in that soup <laughs> What did I like to write about the best what was the what gave you the most satisfaction to write about? Oh. I think the thing
4: that has the most meaning to me, of course, is my son and my husband.
1: Yes, and uh, your son is there. George, we've been neglecting you. Did, yes, you did have. You? I'm trying <laughs> to cope
2: with this abuse, emotional
1: abuse. <laughs> it is emotional abuse, I think. Well, what did you like best about your mom's autobiography?
2: Well, it's a journey through her whole life. Um, some of it I've lived through, but uh, it's it's just amazing the range and... Uh, the different people and experiences are—I uh, think—they're told in a really interesting and honest way. Uh, so it's just a journey for me when I read it through life.
4: People will ask me about my a couple of little sex stories in there in public. And George, you'll cover up his ears.
1: <laughs> George, you oh, can no. him. Put, <laughs> George, put some <laughs> cotton in your ears now. Your mom's going to tell tell all here.
0: Right. <laughs> mom. That was,
1: uh, Cloris, that was a surprise to me. That part of the book, I, that you know, when I did my it was review, surprise to me too. Believe me, <laughs> when I wrote my more review, more of a surprise to me than to you, <laughs> I guess so. But I didn't, I didn't tell in my review. I didn't give it away. Yes, we've got to
3: leave them something so that the listeners can go out and buy the book. They have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but That's now, right. Cloris, you Cloris, you called them dalliances. I thought that was very well,
4: elegant. because they weren't emotional. You know, I mean, it didn't. it's not something that you keep in your heart forever. Well, yes, you do. That's
1: not true. Or you wouldn't have put it in your book, right? Yeah. But uh, we we will urge the listeners to buy a copy of Chloris and find out about these mysterious dalliances. Yeah, but
3: as a lover of the language, I I still just love the word dalliance because that's more from an era when people took a lot more care in their writing and before language got a lot more crude with some of the things that you that you that you pick up and read today. You know, it's that's just true. it's just a nicer way to say the same thing.
1: Good point, yeah. Saz. Good point. It's screwing right.
0: Well, we were going to go quite there, but moving
3: right along, uh, Betty Jo mentioned uh, already we we could never possibly touch on the entire uh, breadth and, and depth of your career, but you do share quite a bit of that uh, with us in your autobiography. Uh, from your incredible number of, of movies and television appearances, uh, could you just share with us one or two of your favorites? What are some of the memories when you're writing the book that you look back on, your, your favorite uh, times on film, on, on the big screen and the little screen?
4: That's too big a question for me.
1: Well, we'll have to tell what our favorites are. How would that be? That's good. <laughs> so you can finish eating your soup, okay. No, I'm
4: just starting. Mm. <laughs> oh, <no>. Delicious
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting so hungry. Well, Jazz, how about you? Do you have a favorite um, or two of uh, Cloris Leachman's movie performances?
3: Well, there's... One collection uh, of work, uh, and we we won't try to get into too many of the specifics, but I will say the fans, particularly the chatters who show up every week, who wrote in, all picked the same area as mine and would like to know, you know, what were some of your memories of working with Mel Brooks? Because those are certainly some of my favorite moments. And and obviously for a lot of the fans who have contacted us about this, you know, it's like, uh, how was it working with Mel Brooks?
4: It was just... We we um Gene never stopped laughing. He just in every time we do a scene we'll have to chew here.
1: <laughs> sound effects, okay. <laughs> we always wanted sound effects. Now we have them with chorus, okay. I, I
2: think that you shouldn't eat unless we all have some food.
0: Well
1: you can come. Oh, over, George, George, thank you. Thank you, George. <laughs> mm.
2: I don't have any
4: food.
1: I don't either.
4: Here we are starving, and there's Cloris Leechman. We're going to have a party tonight for my birthday, which is Thursday.
0: Yay! So we're going to have a party just oh. for
4: dinner. But we're trying to get my friends to come and my family.
1: Wow, well, just a minute here. Jazz, George, and Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, are you there, Nikki? Nikki, come back well, online. You know, of
0: course I am. I am here, right. and my tummy's growling.
1: <laughs> okay, now. Thursday is Chloris's birthday, so you know what that I means. I heard that. Jazz and I, George <laughs> and I,
0: I'm
1: sorry. We're going okay.
0: One, all right, here we go.
1: At the, at, the, at, the, at the count of three. One, two, yep. three. Happy birthday, Happy to, birthday to, you. to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy wow, birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday! That's the worst
0: singing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. And this
3: is why none of us get paid for singing. I, I can that's tell You're, you know know—we're all fired. That's it.
0: <laughs> well, oh, we, we so... do.
1: We wish you a very, very happy birthday and and many more. Not <laughs> silly.
0: Oh, I don't that's wonderful. That
1: much. <laughs> That's wonderful. That really is I wonderful. Know. And, uh, But we were talking about, about Mel Brooks, and I was listening to a Blog Talk radio show this morning, Sunny Days, and uh, your name came up, Cloris Leachman, and every everyone in the chat room started putting down <laughs> this scene where, in Young Frankenstein, the horse is whinny every time they hear Frau oh.
0: Blucher. Frau Blucher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and why was that? Why were the horses winning? Luther- Everything means glue.
4: <clears throat> oh, so that's You know, I what-
3: never knew that all these years. I've seen that movie probably 50 times, and I never knew that. He never told that- anybody.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains, that explains for years later. <laughs>
0: Talk about it's- your inside jokes. Wow. Yeah, I know.
4: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we also didn't ever use my nickname for, for uh, Nurse Diesel, which was Iron Pits.
0: <laughs> ah. and, I forgot and, to
4: use it, and so did, so did uh, Mel. We just forgot about it. I
1: loved it. Though. Oh, no. Well, that was the other character that came up in the in the I in loved that one. That was so. really fun to do. High anxiety. Oh, yes, Dr. Ashley felt the
4: color. Has a great to do with the well-being of the emotionally disturbed.
1: <laughs> I, I'm like you working with Mel Brooks. <laughs> All I could do is laugh. <laughs> oh, that
4: was—and you, you and Harvey Corman together. Oh, well, we had a wonderful time.
0: Oh, that was. Harvey's good.
4: up for anything, you know. He's so—he's a serious actor, and he always wanted everybody to know that he did Shakespeare and uh, should be doing Shakespeare. What was he doing this for? No, he never looked down on this, but he always felt that we should all know that he was a Shakespearean actor primarily.
3: Ah, he was good in almost everything. He pretty much yeah. everything he appeared in. Just so memorable. It was funny. Oh, but you know,
1: but it, he was, he was just terrific. And you know, uh, you certainly have such a reputation for being in comedies and, and making us laugh, but your Oscar for The Last Picture Show was a very, very serious role, right? And they don't seem to give Oscars for comedies much. No, I definitely would, would have given given you one for for uh, for your work with Mel Brooks in both of those movies, High Anxiety oh, and they Young Frankenstein.
4: I think especially, of course, Young Frankenstein is a classic, a real yeah. classic.
3: The Oscars <laughs> seem to stop paying attention to comedies a very, very long time ago, unfortunately. yeah, It's it's hard to what? get any attention would you say? In, in that direction. Would you oh, say? It's, it's been many years since they've got even nominations for anything that was remotely funny. I mean, no, there was a time in the 50s and 60s when, when you would see some of the romantic comedies uh-huh. uh, getting nominated and getting attention, but not so much anymore.
4: No. Well, you don't That's
0: really a...
1: have them anymore. Well, that is a shame. That really is a shame. But uh, why did you take up acting as a career? Now, of course, we're all delighted and thrilled that you did, but what drew you to being an actress?
4: Uh, It's a long and difficult question because it, it isn't an easy answer. You know, everything in my life has contributed to my being an actress. Everything. Dancing has, piano has, my teachers have... Uh, Mrs. Shannon, in third grade, had me read before the class. That was quite a big deal for me because I'd Uh never been singled out before, except once when I was six years old. We were at Greenwood Park, and another group of families was was a little, some distance away. But somehow or other, there was going to be a, a running race with the children. Somehow or other, I don't know how I got involved with it, And the first prize was a doll, the second prize was a baby buggy, doll buggy, and the third prize was a dollar. And so, of course, I chose to come in third, because I wanted the dollar, and I did. I I got over there with the group, and I came in third, so I got the dollar. That was a big deal (laughs) for me, too. (laughs) I have little short legs. I can't run fast at all. It was just intention. I think a great word is intention. That's, That's... very powerful word, yes, even in law, it's powerful,
1: yes, it is, and once yeah. you have an intention you really you really go out and you i <laughs> it. yes,
4: yeah, that's true. I know I never went to get a- I never went to try out for a part ever right. I, 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 I went- oh, most people do that I go to get the part
1: exactly and it's and it's fun feel like for you, isn't it? <laughs> no, and it's fun that for helps you too a lot
4: like I'm all state i'm here i'm I'm the man for the job, the woman man for the job
3: well, exactly. that ties in really nicely to to one of the things I wanted to ask you you go out you know to to just get the role now, after you've landed the role. How do you prepare for it? Because we've interviewed a number of people, people and different actors have different ways of approaching it. Some of them describe it as putting on a suit that you wear for the entire time the project is going on. You can get lost in it, even when you when you go home at night. For others, it's more of a nine to five job. How how do you always prepare for your roles?
4: I I don't think I do prepare normally at all. Um, if as soon as I get the script. Uh, I kind of lie in bed and think about let it rest with me. Um, I remember one time in, I was doing a play called Twigs by George Firth, who wrote Company and a few other things. He um, And I was playing four, three sisters and their mother in four wow. different little playlists, all out wow. of one thing. And uh, the second sister, her husband wouldn't pay attention to it all and he had a friend over and all they were talking about was how you get to here from, from here to there and God and I just wanted to be in fun so I decided to do a tap dance yay so I got <clears throat> I got a little bag a little uh, c- case and I put different things in it like my favorite memories of things and I put, it was my little treasure box and in it was a pair of old tap shoes and I as if I had been in the movies when they just first kind of began and talkies, you know, and I, um, <clears throat> well, a little farther than that, but I was a, a dancer in, in the line, let's say. And so I learned, I would, I put on my tap shoes and I did what, what I thought I remembered from one film, let's say. And so I had to, I was lying in bed and trying to, well, I got Patsy Kelly to come over. Do you remember her?
1: Oh, well, I do. I don't. I think the others are too. She was
4: a great, great, wonderful character actress. Yes. And she would just come on screen or stage, and everybody start laughing. She. I don't think she had much of a chin, and she was just hilarious, doing nothing, you know. But so I, I was doing a movie with her, the North Avenue Irregulars for Disney, and I asked her to come over and help me do a tap dance. Well, after a few drinks and smoking she was useless.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then okay. I had a
4: dancer come over to try to help me and nothing was helping. Me. And it just wasn't quite a it had to be a funny tap dance. So I was lying in bed one night and I, I just sort of invented this tap dance. I knew I wanted to go da 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 boom and throw my left foot over my right in a kind of and and so I invented I designed it. And finally, when I did it on stage, ladies literally would wet their pants laughing, and they'd all <laughs> line up for the ladies' room <laughs> in order to fix themselves. <laughs> I mean, it was just really, really funny. <laughs> I wish I could see that, Cora. a lot of times, a lot of times, I'll do things in bed. Think of what I want to do. I don't know if anybody saw Mrs. Harris with uh, Annette yes. Benning and uh, Lauren. Yes. Oh. Ben, yeah. I did. Well, on that one, I did a lot of that in bed. I I would even sit up as I was talking. I wanted to, it to be, of course, very serious, but funny, too, and I had to figure out things. And if you notice that part, you'll see I I worked very hard on it, and I think it was very successful.
1: So you take oh, yes. the script to
3: bed, and you basically visualize what you're going to do when you show up for work, and you've already got that in your mind.
1: Kind of, Yeah. Well, yeah. what about the the role that uh, costumes uh, play with you in in your role preparation? Uh, you you talked about that quite a bit in your in your book, and I thought that was very very interesting. Well, it's interesting. true.
4: I mean, I remember when Polly Platt had a big long stand uh, with all these different choices on it, and I found my brown coat, and I found my brown hat, and I found the underwear, you know, with the co- concentric circles sewing in the bra and the little white panties. You know, it just told me who I was. And I, when I put them on, I just knew who I
1: was. And, so sad, and, isn't in, it? and in high high anxiety, <laughs> that costume had to have a lot <laughs> to do with how you played Nurse, <laughs>
0: nurse Diesel. Too. I walked
1: into 20th Century Fox, and I, I
4: stepped into it. They zipped it up, and it fit perfectly. So then we, I had them padded here and there. Including on the top of my shoulders, so I'd have a shorter neck. It, it, but it pulled these, these ice cream cone breasts way up high too, under my chin. <laughs> but it was funny, so I left it
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> it was.
4: <laughs> and sometimes I'll help um, make myself up. You know, if you're ah. if you're a character, you're very individual, so you, you can't let them make you up normally to to beautify you. You have to be like you don't know about makeup. And that's what I did in High Anxiety. I had a little black pencil, and I did different things, including. I didn't even plan it. I just put a mustache on while I was waiting, and then they called me to the set, and I had to match it after that because I forgot to take it off. (laughs) <laughs> Film
0: continuity, yes. That's right. That's right.
1: Well, when I I can uh, I can understand how uh, being in those types of costumes would would really help uh, get you into the character. You know, we've we've neglected George again, so I wanted to ask yeah, Georgie, George say what... something. Well, I'm busy
2: George. being invited on another talk show right now.
1: <laughs> oh no! Don't leave! Don't leave, George. <laughs> George, you're George, being what's invited your... on another talk show, George.
2: Yeah, there's a on this uh, the website for this show. I just put it out there that I'm being neglected.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I well, to be on another
2: show. I can talk all I want. We
0: well, well,
4: can I say well,
1: anything you want, George.
4: We're going to give <laughs> you give you, you know your.
1: Oh, Betty Joe, we're being thrown
3: over for a better offer.
1: I know. Oh, I'm so sad. Well, we'll have to let you say whatever you would like to say, George, but I did want to know what your your favorite role that your mother's had in a movie is.
2: Uh, Young Frankenstein and uh, High Anxiety are two of my favorites. Young Frankenstein is such a classic. It's like the Godfather of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the In
0: Godfather it. of comedy. I agree. <laughs> well,
1: I well, I agree with you. Those are my two favorites. But now, is there anything else that you would like to say instead of going over to another talk show?
0: Well,
2: is Nikki Star uh, somebody to talk to?
1: <laughs> Nikki Starr, she she can she can get you a whole lot of other top shows, I think. But I did want to, and I'm glad you brought up Nikki Starr's name, because, Nikki, is there anything from the chat that you'd like to share with, uh, with Cloris and, Wait, and with George? Well, George hasn't said anything yet. No, let her oh, say that. <laughs> right, we
0: need to hear George. We need and to I mean, hear George. George.
1: Is, is that what they're saying yeah. in the chat? And
0: Star. Yes, and he is talking to me in the chat room. And so, course, I, I have a political show.
1: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I I want to hear. I want to hear how it is having such a great and funny and witty and talented mother.
2: I'm incredibly privileged, and I appreciate it every day. Uh, it's amazing, and I think I'm just realizing that. And people have always asked me, "What's it like having a famous mother? Or is she really like that in real life?" And, you know, you know what you're used to experiencing, so to me it's normal. But as as we've gotten uh, this past year and a half that I've been managing her, I've been able to step out a bit, be more objective, and see how other people see both of us. And I do recognize that I have a very unique and privileged position right now to be spending time with her and appreciate all the things she does. She's totally amazing. Every day I'm taught how to live in the moment by her, just watching her.
3: See, now, now that is one of the interesting points where we, where we can give your, your poor uh, mother a break to finish her soup and, and pick on you a little bit. Uh, we've seen totally. stories from other. Uh, I, not to imply anything about your mom, but with certain divas, the stories that that we've seen, when you do business with family members, sometimes you uh, can run afoul of some problems. What is that like having to manage your own mother? Is there any friction that comes up, any problems with the business, you know, separating those two roles, son and manager?
2: Uh, there's friction. I think it's been a really hectic pace on this book tour, and there's so much going on. Uh, But we always resolve things. Uh, We love each other, and that that always uh, survives anything that comes up. And I think we work really well together. So if there is friction, we get through it quickly. And we just have two different styles. She's very spontaneous about everything. I like to be organized and have plans laid down. But at the end of the day, I look at it, and she's been a success in whatever uh, event or movie or, you know, whatever it is. People love her and I have to accept that that's how she operates, and neither one is better than the other. I think they both are important to be organized and
3: spontaneous.
2: But people well, people a lot better
3: than my business relationship with my mom, where we disagree and she explains why I'm wrong, and I say, yes, Mom. But I'll give it back to you, Betty Jo.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think that you make a great team, Cloris and George. I, I really, I really do. I'm quite impressed with the way that you work together. And, Cloris, I think that you've trained George very well. (laughs) No, he's training me. I think that Cloris might be right about that, folks. Here we are back live, and I'm happy to report that Cloris celebrated her 90th birthday on April 30th, and she is still going strong and our present to Cloris is not singing the birthday song to her again. I'm sure that will that will please her. Um, I want to tell you listeners that I'm so pleased that we have two celebrities in our uh, chat room this afternoon who have joined us. We have Nancy Lombardo, who is the hilarious host of Comedy Concepts here on Blog Talk Radio and who just uh, is celebrating... A quite a success uh, for her one-woman show uh, off-Broadway called Cinementia, and I'm just so delighted that she's uh, with us today in the chat room. Uh, she also has indicated that she is an extra in um, a movie, uh, an upcoming movie that uh, Cloris uh, Leachman is in, and it's called The Comedian. And uh, so we're just delighted about that. We're also happy that Morgan Lawrence, the famous Morgan Lawrence, is here with us in the chat room. He's an author, an actor, raconteur, and a renaissance man, I think, and um, he's uh, uh, been trying to call in by uh, Skype and, and raising some questions, and so I'm I'm sorry that, uh, that some of our listeners didn't realize that this was a... Um, interview that we had with Cloris Leechman and uh, her son uh a few years ago. But uh Molo's coming up with some great questions and he's very uh gung ho about uh, young frankenstein uh nancy uh also <laughs> wanted to uh let everybody know that her cd's are on cd baby so bye 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 <laughs> so we're happy to uh, to recommend those and morgan has a has a book out called the streets run uh, ran red which is uh, just a, a a terrific book and i i recommend that to uh to everyone now I wanted to uh tell you that I had a telephone conversation with uh, George a couple of years after this uh interview with the, with his uh, with uh, him and his uh, mom and he mentioned that one of the activities that they engaged in together uh after the show took part um Well, it was a special dance event at a New York high school, and Chloris headlined the program, and George went along to play the saxophone, and they both had a great time. And I'm also happy to report that Chloris has some interesting movie projects coming up, which I uh, will talk about right after these brief messages from two loyal listeners.
4: (laughs) Hi,
1: comedian Nancy Lombardo here.
4: Host of Comedy Concepts,
1: Blog Talk
4: Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty! Show me the funny!
0: You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Joe Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now back to our feature.
1: For those fun promos And as most of you know Comedy Concepts uh, airs on Monday and Friday mornings At 10.30 Eastern Time Here on Blog Talk Radio It's always such a fun show In fact, I'm hooked on it But also, don't forget to check out The Mom and Pop Shop Show over there on DreamStream Radio each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a very interesting, entertaining show, of course, because the host is none other than Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. And let's not forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network on Mixler. That's M-I-X-L-R. There's something for everyone in the Wacko Wheelhouse. Now, Molo mentioned in the chat room, that he is um, filming a TV series called The Clemens of Davy. So I'm hoping that, uh, that uh, Molo, will, uh, as we call him, will, uh, will join us live soon to talk a little bit more about that and his various uh, uh, projects. Well, as I promised, I want to give you information about uh, Cloris Leachman's current and upcoming projects. But first, let's, let's just run down some of her remarkable accomplishments to date. She's been entertaining audiences in movies and on TV for over half a century, and also with her, uh, her very impressive uh, stage performances. Chloris has worked with such megastars as Paul Newman, Meryl Streep, Steve McQueen, Katherine Hepburn, Diane Keaton and Sissy Spacek, and I went over to the uh, Internet Movie Database to see how many acting credits uh, Chlora has uh, <laughs> accrued, Six, 268 acting credits for Clora. I think that's remarkable, and among her numerous uh, films that uh, are quite memorable, uh, we've already talked about uh, three of them, The Last Picture Show, which earned her a Best Supporting Actress Oscar, and then our favorites, of course, Young Frankenstein and High Anxiety, and her television career is equally remarkable even without considering that sensational appearance she made on Dancing with the Stars. I think she was the oldest uh, uh, contestant uh, up at uh, that day. They may have had some uh, older than that later, but she was just marvelous in Dancing with with the Stars. She's won nine Emmys, nine, count them, for her brilliant work in such shows as Malcolm in the Middle, Mary Tyler Moore, Promised Land, and A Brand New Life. And I have uh, heard from fans who just love her in the tier- TV series Raising Hope. Fortunately, according to the Internet Movie Database, Cloris has three films listed for 2016. And um, the first one is The Bronx Bull. That's about Jake LaMotta, and that uh, also stars Joe Mantegna, who's a friend of our show, and William Forsythe. The second one is titled, Is That a Gun in Your Pocket?, and that's a comedy, of course. And uh, she also has a film called So Be It?, which is still in post-production. Then in 2017... That's when she will be seen in uh, The Comedian. Uh, It's in post-production, too. And that's the comedy that Nancy Lombardo uh, served as an extra in. Also starring is Robert De Niro, Danny DeVito, and Edie Falco. And uh, I just can hardly wait uh, to see that. As far as television is concerned, I think she will be in a new uh, TV series in 2017 called American Gods. And regarding Cloris's autobiography, which, by the way, would make an excellent Mother's Day gift, It can be ordered at uh, Amazon.com. I highly recommend it. It is such fun reading, especially for people who like uh, inside information. Well, it's almost time to wrap things up, so I want to be sure to thank Cloris Leachman and George Englund Jr. for being such terrific guests. I could interview, I mean, I could listen to their interview on Movie Attic Headquarters over and over again. I think it's a classic Thanks also to Nikki and Jazz for their help, as well as to our chatters and other listeners. And today, especially thanks to Morgan Lawrence and uh, Nancy Lombardo. And finally, here's a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for our summer film preview. We have three of our favorite Film critics who will drop by to share their candid opinions about upcoming summer movies. And uh, it's Nell Minow, the famous movie mom, A.J. Hockery, the mad movie man, and film critic Mac Bates. So don't miss that. We have some other exciting shows lined up for May. Uh, On the 17th, we'll have filmmaker Linda Palmer, who is just uh, really. Earning accolades for a movie that she uh, has made called Last Call at Murray's. And uh, she even has a a web series that's up for an Emmy, uh, plus uh, some other films. Uh, She just is uh, uh, so talented and and creative. And I'm so glad that we're going to be able to talk with her on Movie Addict headquarters. And then on May 24th, we'll be doing a Beauty and the Beast 25th anniversary show with Diana Sanger, uh, founder of Classic Movie Guide, and our favorite film historian, James Colt Harrison. In the meantime, though, don't forget to check out our film reviews at RealtalkReviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, ReelTalkReviews.com. And if you haven't ordered your copy of Cinema Stanzas Rhyming About Movies yet, that's my latest book, please go over to the Kindle store at Amazon.com and buy the book for only $3.99. I want to thank everyone who has already ordered the book. I'm so happy that it's getting rave reviews. Now, because we're celebrating Mother's Day as well as Cloris Leachman's extraordinary showbiz career, here's Kenny Loggins to take us out with a song that always makes me want to celebrate. Get ready, everybody. Here comes Footloose.